listen in. Thanks for doing just that. Music. Music has some sort of magical, maybe mystical thing happening. Mystical. mystical. That couldn't be more sucked in. I love it. I love it. You see, I want to live life better, unless I'm in some sort of funk and all I want to do is wallow. Songs, artists, musicians, lyrics, they help me in all sides of life. They're like lifts in my shoes. I walk a little taller, my shoulders are on my back. Yeah. Bring on life. Bring it completely on. Bring on life. So I'm full of questions and I listen in. Luckily, or hopefully, I travel with a recorder and open SM58 microphones. You've got questions? You've got questions? I've got more. I'm Frank Jenks. I began listening in with a syndicated radio program, interspersing conversation pieces with songs and subject matter. And now, I just want to offer this fullness, the greatness, the insight directly from rock stars to you this way. I, ju- I just love how Justin Pierre's brain works. It reminds me of me. Jump- jumping from here to there, thinking and wondering about things, trying new ways to eat or, or whatever. The lead singer and main lyricist for Motion... The lead singer and main lyricist for Motion City Soundtrack is so genuine in his pursuit of life. I love that. And each record they record keeps speaking more truth, if you ask me. We sat down before their show in Grand Rapids, Michigan, at the intersection, on October 17th, 2013, to hone in our scatteredness and discuss some truth. So I've been putting uh, these long-form interviews up on iTunes, and now I'll kind of I cut them into pieces and put them on YouTube. Mm. But you're doing a podcast, so in a way, you're a bit of a competitor uh, for, my, I, for ears I, Yeah, hearts. I mean, I think 20 people have maybe heard our podcast. And your pod- uh, you mean your podcast is with who? Uh, my wife, Lindsay. We, we do a podcast. <laughs> I thought, like, what's, like, the worst idea ever? Okay, a podcast <laughs> about books. Um, I disagree yeah. with that, but keep going. I know you're being funny, but, it, but yeah. it's true. No, we, because um, we just, we read a lot, and, and she she actually plays bass guitar, and she's very musical, but I have like 5,000 bands or projects that I'm working on musically, and we just thought, let's do something fun together for both of us that we can just do for ourselves, and if people are interested, great, so be Sweet. it. Sweet. Uh, so we do a podcast called Book Narcs. So what do you do? Do you take a a book and go Oprah on it, or do we you still take don't books? Even, we don't know what our format is yet. Oh, okay. We've, almost each one is slightly different but we just bring in a friend, a guest of some sort, and we sort of go through their history of book reading from being a a little kid to however old they are now. Mm. That's usually like the first 20 minutes or so. Uh, That plus just getting to know who they are if people don't know who they are and and how we know them. And then maybe there's like two or three books that we really kind of focus on or authors. Um, We just put one out recently with Eric Moline, who was the drummer of Ultimate Fake Book, who was one of the first bands that ever took us out on Motion City out on tour. Oh, sweet. Uh, and he's actually the 2013 uh, Air Guitar World Champion. Uh, <laughs> and he and he's, he does so many things, and he does this great um, thing on, uh, it's called Scene Stealers. Okay. Uh, Steen, scene, sorry, scene-stealers.com. Okay. And it's just tons of movie reviews and such. But anyway, so he's kind of all over, he's got so many things going on, but... Uh, that's that's the latest thing we did, and then I think our first episode is with Jenny Owen Youngs. She's an amazing musician. I don't know if you've mm. heard of her, but uh, she she did did us a favor by being our first guest. Uh, because you all have a book that you all read. 
Um, we started doing that, but then it got to be too overwhelming to yeah. have to read like five books in a week. Um, so can you just sort of, so. I mean, because it would be cool for me to tell you, hey, I just read this book, let me tell you about it. And then you go, oh, I should read that book. And then you yeah. do the same for me. Well, I think that's kind of what it, it's, it's become, like the last couple interviews that we've done, it was just sort of talking about authors. And so I knew, like, with the in the instance with Eric, that he was really into pulp fiction and, and pulp mm. writers. And so we touched a lot on James Elroy, um, and I'm trying to think, uh, 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 Jim Thompson. And I'd read a lot of books by both of those authors. So mm. I, I was kind of well-versed, but he, he totally schooled me because he's a smart man. Hey, we've talked before about all, all your escapades in high school, but were you also reading books at that time? Yeah, I don't know as much in high school. I think it was after high school. Yeah. Uh, but I know that in high school, it was mostly books that I was um, required to read. And I do know that there are two books in particular that I loved. One was To Kill a Mockingbird. Hmm. Just and, read it. Just read it yeah, finally. Re- oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Had you seen the movie before? Nope. Like, and then I watched the movie afterwards. Oh, which I, think, I, I think they're both great. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and I had a really great teacher. Her name was Barbara McRoberts. Uh, in in uh, high school, and I believe I read it in her class. And she she also like we read Catcher in the Rye and things like that. And mm-hmm. I remember that she she brought in like interviews with the guy who killed John Lennon and just like weird stuff. So it was all this wow, like extra yeah. stuff around associations with the books that we read, which was really cool. She really involved the students. Um, and and I can't remember it offhand. I talked about this before uh, on our podcast, but there was a short story, a science fiction st- story that. Uh, it was about a, in the future, there are um, these ships, cargo ships that go from one place to another, and they um, they only give them enough gas based on weight, or fuel, based on weight to get from one wow. place to another. And there's wow, a stowaway wow. that a guy discovers on the ship, mm. and because of the extra weight, they'll never make it to where they're going. So wow. there's there's a, a decision that needs to be made right. with, with that. Um, and oh, anyway, and it cool just concept. haunted me, haunted right. me, yeah. So let me ask about actually reading books. Do you, are you still a book guy, or can you do it like on iPad or Kindle or something? I've never gone to what is probably the smart side of things. Mm-hmm. You know, having fifty books in in your hands, like you know, I, I'm basically carrying around a boombox with a hundred cassette tapes. That's that that's that's right. like what I'm doing with with all the books that I carry right, around right, and lug right. with me. Um, and I probably should go into that, but there's something about holding a book in your hand and flipping the pages that I really love. Yeah. And I've said this before, but, um, I don't kill animals for sport. So what I do is I read books and then I put them up on my shelf as my, you know, Hmm. like things that I've conquered. So you kill trees for sport. Uh, Yeah. I I kill trees for sport. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think last time we were, you were just talking about changing your diet. I'm talking about three years ago, right? Mm. Are you still like? I'm constantly trying new things. Yep. Um, everyone in this band seems to be doing something that's like a high fat, low carb thing, mm-hmm. and um, and so that I've just sort of I, I'm a fan of juicing. Like I really dig that. It's fun. I feel like it it cleanses me. I don't know anything about anything anymore. I just don't know but, how I could juice for a whole week, but people do this. I did it for, for two weeks. And it was, I mean, it was weird because I feel like your body's just kind of eating itself at a certain point, you know, because you're not really getting any of the macronutrients. You're just getting right. the micronutrients and you're sort of starving yourself. But um, I don't know. I feel like it's as close as I'll get to Gandhi 
you know, just doing that <laughs> um, by some, and that was very pretentious and weird. But what I meant was like, uh, you know, jokingly that I could never be anything close to him. So I'll just fast slightly. Uh, but yeah, but everybody's doing like a low carb, high fat thing. And it's easier when everybody's kind of on the same thing. So I'm trying to do that, even though I wrestle with the fact that I love the taste of, of animals, but I don't like the idea of killing them. I just uh, started not eating meat mm. probably five, six months ago. Uh, although once in a while I'll still have bacon on like potato skins or something. Mm-hmm. All that said, it's mainly because I watched a couple of documentaries, but the amount of junk that they're pushing into animals to grow them twice as fast, I kind of go, this is not natural. So I'm putting more non-natural stuff. I say this on the same day that I drank a Diet Mountain Dew, by mm-hmm. the way. But you know what I mean? It's just yeah. sort of like, I, I don't know. So that was my reason for looking at trying to better the inside of me, you know? Yeah. So anyway, but can I ask the most uncomfortable question? Sure. When you're juicing it that whole time, mm-hmm. how does anything solid go through you and clean you out? It does and it doesn't, but it's, uh, let's just say that it's very small. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I have no, it's just, a, but I think, I think about those things before I want to try them, right? So tell yeah, me, I tell think, me why I, mean, I shouldn't do this. You know what I, I mean? And I know that's such an uncomfortable well, place of like what are you doing in the bathroom Well, now? like the first three days are miserable. And then once your body acclimates to what's going on, um, I think you almost reach like a certain kind of euphoria. And I think that it's, I think it's, I've been told with the whole high fat, low carb thing that it's, it's something about your body goes into something called ketosis. I really don't know what I'm talking about, but Mm -hmm. you should look that up. But with Mm -hmm. juicing, I think it's similar, only it's that the only thing you're taking in are these like sugars from the fruits and the vegetable, Mm -hmm. like some fiber too. And nutrients and yeah. um, Actually, I don't know how the fiber works if you're chopping it all up and you're just getting the... There's still fiber in there, right? Because I do know that I've read about... Eat an apple, that's the best thing for you. Mm. Grind up the same apple into applesauce, that's okay. Drink it as apple juice, it's not as... I mean, each mm. time you... Each time it sort of... Changes form. Changes form outside of your body, you mm. get less inside mm. of your body. Mm-hmm. So that's okay, the that reason I've sense. always kind of thought that juicing was like... Other than the idea of feeling completely like cleansed, I love that feeling, the few times I've had that feeling. Yeah, and, and I think that what it basically does is at a certain point, the euphoria you're feeling is the fact that your body is kind of providing itself as the fuel for itself yeah. if that makes sense yeah yeah huh. um so let's move on to something that uh uh gave me euphoria and that's songs off your new record go and should i say new record old that's record? the most recent record yeah, yeah. So, so anyway i i i guess because of the times we've talked before i know that you're a guy that's trying to search for why we're all here and what makes you tick and what makes maybe other people tick once in a while but how we kind of maneuver through this world is how I've always kind of gathered your lyrics and stuff, right? And so, therefore, conversations is, is, is what we've had before. Mm. So I jumped to Circuits and Wires off of this record. Mm. about, And I love the my favorite lyrics off this, uh, this particular song is fueled by a nervous system thrust through the great unknown. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> a timid mess of frightened bones. Yeah, nice. But, but it, it, is it kind of the idea that we're all sort of messed up? And Yeah, I mean, I... I I'm I'm tr- like I've gotten to the point like I started my own just like like I've been okay I've been taking over like the social media stuff for Motion City soundtrack and it's been a lot of fun I'm kind I'll get to the point uh, and then I've also got just like JustinCourtneyPierre.com just for like all of them because I've got you know a couple different bands I've made some movies I've done something you know just kind of everything that I do right and a lot of people write questions to me or ask me about lyrics and I don't really like getting too into detail because I don't 
like sometimes it does ruin it. Like if you found out that your favorite song was about a bowl of like cool. cereal, mm-hmm. that might be a bum out. So when I answer things, I try to keep it pretty open ended, but then also throw in some specifics. And so with that song in particular, what I think about is just the idea of understanding like the scientific angle of things and how things should work and should be, but not being able to understand things on a social level. And so that's that's kind of what I think about when I think of that song. And also, a little bit of information, but I used to have a stuttering problem when I was younger. Mm-hmm. And so I was kind of thinking about that when I was writing it. And those are two two things about that song that I feel like give a pretty good insight about what mm-hmm. it was about to me. But don't you think that we as people almost overcomplicate things because in in the way of trying to figure it out at the same time? You know what I mean? It's like... We don't just let some things be. Mm-hmm. We try to figure out why, and that messes us up. I think that there's value in both of those things, and I think it's fun and exciting to like you know take things apart and try to see how they work, um, or to try to solve problems. Uh, but I also think it's interesting to just have an experience and let it be. Um, yeah. I think those are kind of, I mean, I feel like they're two opposite ways of doing things. And I think that for a very right. long time, I used to be somebody that needed an answer for things. Why am I this way? Right. And what's wrong with me? And this and that. And then at a certain point, I just started to embrace what are probably like actual um, issues. <laughs> yeah, I can't think of the word that I'm looking for. Anyway, yeah, that's okay. my point is that I feel like I probably have some actual issues but i refer to them as idiosyncrasies because that's just how i like to look at them and i'm fortunate where i don't need to take medicine and i don't need to see a therapist or i mean maybe i do but i choose not to and i'm able to deal with my quote-unquote problems uh you know yeah in a way they don't really interfere with my life or if they do i've learned how to work them into my life i i think that's I don't know that that's completely embracing them, but it is it is learning to live with yeah how we're made with them and right. yeah and and I guess I should add that at a certain point I I decided that I I just want to live and have an experience as opposed to trying to find an answer for something that you know spending thirty some years looking for an answer and not getting one I think it's about time I just start living and being as opposed to searching you know just letting things happen and experience things as they unfold well then 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 the the two lines that i pulled out of timelines are perfect of what we're talking about right now right is do you ever wonder how you got here it's not a it's not a matter of time it's a matter of timing which i love that which you quoted you say it's quoted from someone told you that right yeah my dad uh, was it your dad it wasn't it might not have been exactly that way but that's kind of how i took it from him right but then i mean you sum it up in my head woke up feeling 35 though grateful i'm still alive (laughs) <laughs> the the whole thing about questioning it, right, and wondering mm. what, what, why, what, who, how, but then somehow coming to the conclusion, it's like, well, you know what, <laughs> I'm here, and I'm thankful for it, or grateful, as you say in the, in the song, right? Because mm. life is a journey, you know? Yeah, I think, especially with that record, I was just sort of in the, I was like in a weird fog of... I guess a transitional period of from kind of what I said before about having to have answers and figure things out and then just like accepting that I may not ever have any answers to anything and trying to be fine with it and for the most part being fine with it and I still get frustrated and angry and weird but I think that um, as of late I'm more into the experience of things and if I need to make a decision I'll do so 
only to make a decision, but for the most part, I'm cool with whatever happens. Hmm. I don't know if that makes sense. And do you think that's why you had substance abuse problems mm -hmm. before is because you couldn't make sense of it? And I think so I just liked the way that it felt. Or I so didn't, you really weren't trying to escape something per se? No, other than like I wanted to escape into it or get whatever that was because it was better than what I was feeling at the time. Mm. I think. I yeah. don't even know. I mean, it yeah. feels like it's it, it gets... Yeah, we talked about it a long time, right? Yeah. Well, gratefully, it feels like such a long time ago. Right. You know, I'm getting further and further away from it. So it's harder to remember what it was like other than I think now having that much distance from it, I am more able to see the negative aspects of it instead of being pulled by the, you know, um, I've used this word way too many times in this interview, but euphoric nature of that instant gratification that it can give. Mm hmm well, then I'm going to jump to this song that you kind of have on the outside of the world right now called mm. Inside Out. Mm -hmm. Because in my head, you're fighting whatever demons are inside of you. To, to, if, I don't know if it's move through it or to move with it, but, but just, I guess, understanding that you have those things inside of you, right? Mm. And I guess, do those, do those, does that demon, I'm using that word really liberally, still live inside of you that want you to move to a place that isn't healthy um i think i i mean i try to write things in a way that there can be several different ways of looking at this so if you want to look at it from a point of view of somebody with substance abuse problems that's one way if you want to look at it from a point of view of somebody who is you know two different people at the same time you know jekyll and yeah. hyde kind of thing yeah. or as i like to refer to it as gemini's um or my <laughs> wife likes to refer to me as the, the Gemini. Uh, actually, I don't think she's ever said that. But, nice. uh, but yeah, I think it's just like having two opposing thoughts and feelings at the same time, and each one has its own associations with it. But and I think in this song, and somebody actually asked me this question on my on the website that I have, and I answer, I feel like I answered it really well because I had like an hour to like think my thoughts and yeah. put them into words. But. Uh, I think that it is somebody who has chosen what part of them they want to represent them, to have represent them, but then just trying to stuff the other part as far down as they can. And that's their way of dealing with things. And I feel like I definitely am guilty of that, like ig ignorance or ignoring a problem. And those problems tend to come back to you somehow at some point. But I found that my best use of the of procrastination in my life is just putting off drinking or doing drugs until the next day and then continuing to do that every day and just saying like oh you know what i'm fine today i'll i'll just use tomorrow because and then, you can't afford to lose control yeah and then just like tomorrow comes and you're like you know what i'll just do it tomorrow you know and but it's it's kind of a i, I don't i don't mean to make fun or light of that situation but yeah. that's kind of a way that i've used procrastination to my favor i love that because uh, <laughs> i've never thought of procrastination being in my favor but yeah. i do love that I mean, that is cool. Because it, it is amazing, the battles that we have kind of going on, on the inside all the time, isn't it? You know, yeah. whatever it is, whether it's what you're talking about or the crap that I feel like I go through. And who knows if or it's just mine's that, like, worse or it's better just, than the voice in your head that's right. like telling you one thing and you knowing that you should do another. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. Stupid voice. <clears throat> then maybe the voice, uh, then let's talk about the coma kid off of Go, right? Because mm. I think there you're talking about uh, going into a place where a kid's talking that something's going on inside a kid's head, right? 
yeah, going I mean, in somebody's head. Somebody, yeah, I and I kind of, I don't know, I just had this image, I think my, I'm trying to remember, but I think my favorite line was the, uh, something about like lying on the ground, and, and it, well, how do I say this, it was like, there's, I just like the idea of somebody who's all talk and no action, I mean, I don't like that, but that just seems to be most people, and so it's just kind of like, I won't look back, I won't look down, I'll focus on the comfort of the cold, cold ground. Like, I kind of, I don't know, I just imagine somebody lying on the ground just looking up at the stars and like, I'm going to get up, I'm going to do this, but they never actually get up and do that, you know? And so, I don't know if that's too telling, but that's, that was kind of what I was thinking of. Just, kind of, you know, sort of like a daydreamer, sort of like a, a right. person in their head. Right, and I don't know if it goes, uh, if those, these words come before or after, but always trying to decipher what it means. I guess this is when it hit me right in the center of my own chest, right? Because mm. sometimes I'm sitting around thinking about, okay, what does this mean? How much more creative can I be? And what's the best question I can ask Justin? And then it's, you know, hours wasted in the land of hope, hopes and dreams, right? I mean, yeah, so easy okay. to waste life when you... Well, just thinking instead of doing, and that's just yeah. the thing. It's like, and, and I found out like an example, just like this little, you know podcasting that i'm doing with my wife it's like we talked about it for a year trying to sort out how exactly we're going to do it and then i'm just like here i'll just put my my phone down hit record voice memo and we'll start talking let's go the worst but it's it's something and it's just doing like so many people can think of these movies they want to make or these songs they want to write and all this stuff but it's like if you don't just do it and throw it out there it's never going to happen and so it's i just wish i had figured this out in my 20s instead of my 30s you know, about just doing and being and existing and having and like there, it's done, it's out there. I don't know. But uh, you know, another thing with me, it's like I just, I always have to be working on something or doing something. And so that to me is, I think, the most fun part of something. And the end product usually isn't as good as what it is in my head, but I feel like over time, if you do it enough, you'll get closer to to that. But, you know, there is a difference between working on something and doing something, right? I mean, I've worked and worked and worked and Sometimes I think, geez, nobody ever heard this, right? Mm. Because it never got good enough, so I was I was always afraid to share it. Mm-mm. You know, yeah. which I'm sure you've got songs out there too, and it's like mm-hmm. because they didn't meet your own expectations. Yeah, you know, but still, you've got. I mean, it isn't like you're one guy sitting in a bedroom and and you're having your mom bring you cereal every four hours, you know, blah blah blah. So, um, well then, then what is Box Elder the song? I mean, it that's where I think you're almost teetering into a place of of not doing right hate myself yeah, and no I, one else but i lie so well that you never tell i don't know for some reason that this is i think no one's gonna find this relation but for some reason that song just reminded me like i was thinking i was just thinking of nirvana when we, and it doesn't really sound like a nirvana song but but i just something about the way that he wrote lyrics like they're very simple but like to the point mm-hmm. and as far as that line in particular yeah uh and 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 i just i remember i used to live in this sub uh ground level apartment where the like when you stood up your head was about the level of the parking lot outside and there were just these you know windows and it was a miserable time in my life and i remember there was always like in minnesota i feel like it happens once a year but there's all these this man like this um box elder bugs would just be everywhere they would like kind of come in and hibernate Mm -hmm. um and so i was just thinking about that time and like basically 
not sleeping, staying up for like days straight, kind of losing my mind, doing a lot of writing. I had a typewriter and a smoking jacket and I just, I don't know, like it was just a, you know, I was a weird kid that was trying to write screenplays at, you know, age 20 or 21, whenever, whatever I was. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and it was just a really sad and depressing time in my life. And I guess I was kind of writing about that time. Hmm. I don't know. And I, and I, you know, t- I, it's weird because I feel like I heard I heard Jenny Owen Young say this, and she said it way better. But that it's a lot easier to write about misery and sadness and despair. Uh, but it's it's hard. Like once you're actually a happy person, it's hard. You know, because you can't write about that stuff because it comes off as hokey and kind of goofy. And I mean, I feel like I've I've done a pretty good job. I don't know. I mean, there's a song on that record called True Romance, which is all, you know, I feel like it's, I have to sort of make fun of things in order to make them okay with being so positive and happy. But uh, my point is that in the last couple of records, I think a lot of the darker stuff comes from thinking back to a time Mm -hmm. when things were dark, not necessarily what I'm feeling now, or if there's a, a nugget of a feeling, I kind of, extrapolate upon that and maybe blow it up bigger than it is i think it kind of sucks Mm -hmm. that um that we think about what other people are going to think of us when we when we say what turns out to be cheesy stuff right Mm -hmm. it does kind of suck right because it's still honest that i just feel happy and free and like a bird right now (laughs) and we're just gonna laugh at me right because it sounds so I mean, it, it doesn't really matter to me, but when I heard her say it, the way she said it, I was like, oh, that makes so much it, sense. It does like, make you're sense. right, you I know, know and, right. and I just love that. Uh, yeah, and it's just weird when you, tran- when you go through, like, a transition like that, you know, because I know the first couple records we did, there was a lot of, like, those feelings were there all the time, and just with the last couple they're not there as much anymore. I love or, that. or as, like, as, as, um, as violently... Um, I guess or just they're just not there as as violently. But I love that for you. Maybe not mm-hmm. you, the artist, but for you, the person. Yeah. Because how else? How else can you really live a full life if you're not wallowing in? If you're if you're wallowing in your misery, then you're not you're not going to end up in a very very healthy place. No, I keep saying healthy, but you know, you know, I think no matter what, I'm going to be making art of some kind. Uh, and I would rather enjoy my life and make art as something I do as opposed to be the art. Mm. You know, that's very, I don't know. That's very real. Uh, then I love if we can talk about an area that I think you're trying to at least throw some happiness out there is everyone will die which doesn't <laughs> yeah. sound like it right but i think it's all about trying to let love rule in in life right yeah it's, or just be be in the moment and just yeah. it, and have actual experiences um because it's you know i mean if you focus on a thing like that too much it, it becomes overwhelming and bleak and dark and just awful so i think yeah that, that point of that was to be you know it's yeah. supposed to be about embracing life well and i love the idea at least more as I get older is there is a window in our life. Our life is a window Mm -hmm. and everybody's is closing. We just don't know how fast it's going to shut. I mean, hopefully we're going to be here for another umpteen, umpteen years. Right. But the fact of the matter is, is, you know, there's cars out there and there's bad things that happen to people on bicycles, but God, if you can't make the most of today. Yeah. Yeah. And it's hard to do all the time. Um, 
and also I just think of like even other like there's that big window and then there's other smaller windows and 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 just i've you know finally reached an age where a a lot of my smaller windows have already closed and like oh i'll never have like i'll never have a college experience like i'll never do that that's not something i can have the same way at age you know 40 or something that i could have at age 20 uh or like my back is pretty much messed up for life and I, I i keep saying this that uh uh there's a louis ck joke i think that he made a reference to that my doctor said the same thing to me like i went to see several specialists and my back's been a mess for three years and i'm doing pretty well now i finally kind of rebounding from that but um my doctor just looked at my x-rays and said look you're not like the worst case we've ever seen but you're not the best either this is just how you are now like mm-hmm. and you have to deal with that mm-hmm. and i was like oh my god that's weird like I suddenly, like, I, I, I don't know. It just happened. One day yeah. it just happened, and I'm like, oh, wait, I'm not, I'm not a teenager anymore. Mm. I don't know. And that was, a weird, that was a weird and wonderful experience, and now, I don't know. So, which led to other experiences and other things. And Yeah, well, you know what? I just watched mm-hmm. some, uh, I think it was a Van Halen video, and I was watching David Lee Roth because he used to be all over the stage from old videos that I saw. Mm-hmm. And I kind of watch him now, and he's just sort of prancing around. It, and I could, I feel like there's a younger guy in him that can no longer jump. Mm. <laughs> you know, literally. Oh yeah, you might, you might hurt yourself. You I, might and, literally hurt yourself now, yeah. where he wouldn't when he was 25 or whatever. You know, so yeah, yeah. Um, I, I guess I, I want to read about all the lyrics on "Floating Down the River" mm. because I, I guess I love that song when it's about turning your life around and letting go of past. Yeah, stuff. I just I don't know, and I. I, I'm really psyched about that song. I thought that was going to be the opener, but then it turned out to be the closer. And I think it makes sense. Um, but I just sort of liked that phrase because it, I don't know, for some reason, I feel like floating down the river is similar to like swim with the fishes or something. You know, like it just sounds like a, it sounds like some sort of saying, mm-hmm. maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But the idea of um, rebirth or even death, like no matter how you want to look at it, there's so many things. It's like, okay, eventually we're going to die. So why not just you know, a lot of the songs on that album I think are like that about just embracing the moment, and no matter what happens, like whether you know the worst case scenario happens or the best case scenario, like I think the point of everything is to just be present and aware and enjoy the life that you have, however you can. What's a great lyric for me is after I'm attempting to change after years of destruction, don't be alarmed, blah blah blah. But I'm excited these days. It's the strangest sensation. Mm-hmm. That is so perfect, right? Because when you do turn your life around, it's like, wow, this really is the new me, or at least it's a new part of me that I'm realizing, you know? Yeah, and it's just so strange that, like, I, I didn't, I don't know, being so close to the destruction and the chaos and all of that, you just, you are unable to be aware of anything but that. And I just, I wish for so many people that you know, are in like, whether it's, you know, self harm or any sort of thing where they just can't see an out. It's time is the one thing that is both crushing them. And the one thing that can be their best friend, if they can just allow themselves enough time to get out of that feeling, to be able to look at it from a different angle or a different point of view. It's just, we, and I don't know, I'm not very good or eloquent at like trying to explain how that is but 
Well, I think um, you're saying it eloquently with, I only wish I were younger so I would have more time to explore. And you say right to me or to everybody, right? Do you feel mm-hmm. the same? Well, and I feel like I'm fortunate because I am, I was only, you know, I guess in my early 30s when I not really figured it out, but I, I had, you know, some sort of moment of clarity. And, you know, had I been in my 40s or my 50s or my 60s, I think that that would have been a lot worse. Uh, it would have been a lot cooler if I had it figured out as a teenager, but, you know, uh, and I'm one of the lucky ones. I got out, you know? Mm. I love that, dude. I love that. Every time we talk, man, I just love it, and I appreciate you spitting, I think, real truth in the center of your chest into this microphone. Cool. So, well, thank you. Yeah, always. He may look and, and sound a little crazy, and I'm going to call him crazy in the best kind of way. Maybe someday I'll be on his podcast, yeah? Well, first things first, I got to read more books. Thank you, thank you, thank you for reals. I know you're searching. Don't, don't stop. Keep on scouring lyrics and songs and movies and books and anywhere you can find inspiration. Because, and I know I'm still wrestling with this, you are worthy of love and a great life. Give and get. Listen in and share the goodness. I sign off sincerely, comma, Frank Jenks. Questioner, interviewer, searcher, hoper. Hoper.